0: Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this hippity-jippity homie in the the hood of uh, the robe that I'm wearing. That's right, John Wayne, I'm here back in Wayne Manor where I reside in the West Wing, in the Studio of Evil, Studio, Studio, of Evil. That's where I live, and uh, I'm here eviling it up as always, as you know. Thank you for joining me for another uh, uh, episode and another adventure here. If uh, especially if you're new to the show, welcome. If I just met you at a market or a con, thank you for checking out the show. I very much appreciate it, um, and uh, you are an awesome, awesome person who I assume I can trust with uh, my life and the life of my loved ones. Thank you for joining me. Uh, I appreciate it so much. Um, big shout outs, shouts out to my Patreon supporters, my Patreon uh, members, my homies out there in Patreon land, thank you so much, guys, for your support. Uh, it means the world to me. I'm about to hit a long, long stretch of, of travel right now, where I'll be away from Wayne Manor for for quite some time. Uh, living out there on the road. So all of uh all of the Patreon support I get definitely helps keep me going out there. And I thank you so much. Uh, If you'd like to throw a little extra support your Uncle Johnny's way, go to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and check it out. Uh, Many tiers available for you to sign up for some goodies that come with them. And every single tier, including the $1 Beer Club, which is $1 a month, you get access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, which also comes out every week on Wednesday and in which I speak with people. Artists of all disciplines that I meet around the country and and the world even, um, so it's it's very very cool. It's very fun. All the conversations are rad, and uh, I'm, I have a great time with it. And there's plenty of back episodes too. We're uh, episode seventy nine, I think, coming up. So lots of back episodes, lots of stuff on the Patreon wall for you to check out. Um, and uh, and I really very much appreciate any support. So go to Patreon.com/slash John Wayne is dead to check it out and. Uh, join one of the tiers if you don't mind. Anyway, welcome back. Uh, like I said, I've been home for a little bit. Uh, longest stretch I'll be home. I've been home for a while because I've been doing these, as you know, these like home for six days, and then gone. Um, and uh, oh, I by the way, I do have my coffee and my weed, uh, the grandpappy's medicine here in my bubbler. I just want to make that known up top. Uh, of course, you know, I'm drinking that black black coffee. Almost ran. I, Almost ran out of coffee this morning. Actually, kind of did, if you want to look at it like that. I knew yesterday morning. This is how my brain works, and how stupid I am. I, I uh, made coffee. You know, I like to have my just black coffee every morning. I drink a lot of coffee. Uh, probably a uh, byproduct from part familial, I guess, you know, my grand, grandpa, and my grandma and Grammy and dad, everyone drank black coffee. So I think I got it that kind from there, but also working, I mean, shit, working for Starbucks for 15 plus years. Um, yeah, you're going to get addicted to coffee. So I like coffee. So I make coffee. We use, uh, I guess, cats beans here at the house. K A T Z. It's a roaster here in Houston, H town shouts out dirty third. So I, uh, I, I, scooped the last of the beans yesterday the last and i knew that and i made you know ground the coffee i was like okay i gotta make sure i get more coffee before tomorrow so remember that and then i turned away from whatever from making the coffee and uh, immediately forgot that that's what i was supposed to do until i went to make coffee this morning and i was like ah fuck so luckily in my in my travel uh supplies I guess you could call it that uh I take because I know if I'm staying at an extended stay hotel they have the coffee maker like a small actual coffee maker in there but you got to have your own coffee so I bought like a week weeks ago a month maybe a couple few months ago a a thing of a jar of Folgers coffee yes old school Folgers coffee but this is it was revamped for the new age I felt it was uh in a you know in in a plastic thing instead of metal you know a plastic jar uh and it was all sleek and black and black and red and blue and everything because it was like the dark French roast. The dark roast it said. And so I got that. And it's it's okay. It's serviceable, but it's no uh, you know, it's not what I prefer to drink. But I do drink it. So I had a little bit of that left in in the jar there, in the old jarro, and I used the rest of it to make some coffee this morning. So I'm drinking Folgers, deep dark roast. Oh, don't you love it? Like a cup of home in your pocket Folgers. Mm. Not bad, actually. I mean, you know, like it's better than uh, a lot of gas station coffee and I am a gas station coffee connoisseur as well. Stop at a lot of gas stations. So yeah, so I got all that that stuff going. Like I'm home for a little bit, more than six days, um, which feels weird to not be leaving again on Wednesday and having, like, a whole extra week, it's almost like an anxiety, th- like, am I supposed to, oh, oh, okay, like, the alarm goes, you know, you, you know, like, I used to, when I take naps in the middle of the day, like, after I'd work at Starbucks, and I just, sometimes you'd be so tired and get home, i just, like, seriously conk out, like, deep sleep, like, re- hit, hit that REM cycle sleep, like, I'm under, and then, like, wake up, two and a half hours later in a panic because you just, like, open your eyes. I'm in bed, and I, it's light out, and I'm like, oh, shit, did I oversleep? And I'm looking at the clock, and it's, like, the times doesn't make sense, and I'm like, oh, it takes you a minute. Like, uh, I don't, I have no idea why I was talking about that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I, yeah, that, that's why, because I feel like I'm supposed to be somewhere. Not going to be anywhere for, uh, till. The next, next Wednesday. So I'll be home for another whole week here. Um, then I head to Knoxville for CreepyCon and uh, but a bunch of other places that I'm very stoked to go to. I'm going to get to see a lot of my uh, excellent friends in Atlanta. I'm very much looking forward to that. Uh, that one shouts out, guys. Jane. Vicious Jane. I'm coming for you, girl. You better get it ready. Tell everyone. Roll up the streets. Me and Nick P. Nicky boy. We're coming to uh, Atlanta. So happy about that. I'm, I'm stoked for all the traveling. A little... Uh, I gotta get some books, uh, some more book orders placed here, and kind of figure that out, um, which I'm gonna be doing a lot uh, today and and this week while I'm here uh, before I leave because that needs to be taken care of uh, ASAP. But anyway, aside from that, so since I am here, I'm you know I have a little bit of extra time, but that that doesn't mean that I'm not doing that I've stopped doing anything or taken a rest, which is probably to my detriment. Um, my, as my therapist says that I need to learn how to relax. What do you do for, you know, to relax? I'm like, well, everything I do to relax or everything just is like feeds back into what I do. Like, Dr- sitting in back if I try to sit and watch a movie I'll just draw through the whole thing because I'm, I'm trying to finish the tarot deck which I'm almost done all the sketches three more sketches people I was working on it last night and I had to, I had to stop but I you know three more sketches and then we'll be barreling towards the end of the final uh, last few cards so that was was uh, <clears throat> w- you know I've been doing that and uh you know as I said I told you guys I finished my <clears throat> splatter western and uh I've been you know I started work on something new that I thought it was just like, uh, this could be a cool short story. But uh, as I'm going along, it might end up being a longer work. I I don't know. It might, it might uh, at least novella, if not, if not more, but I don't know. It might, I might just cut it off. and it is a short story, but I've been, you know, right. Just having, you know, a lot of fun just sitting there, just writing and not um, having too, too much because as I've cleared off some of the things from my plate, I I finished uh, narrating uh, what I had Lined up. I have some more stuff lined up, but I don't have to start just yet. So I was trying to uh, I'm reading some other things to consider. And uh, I'm I'm in the middle of narrating my own uh, one of my own books as seen on TV, which I I started a few weeks ago and then, you know, had to put down to to do other projects. But I'm going to work on that this week. And that's I I don't my goal is to have that one done before I leave again, uh, which I don't think that will be a problem i am fairly sure i can get you know the rest of this as of as seen on tv narrated and up uh you know within a few days before i have to leave so that's one of the goals uh on there got, i did a cool project i got to draw some uh i think i talked about this re um some stickers for uh death said press's uh, release of ryan harding's uh reincarnage and re-in, uh, re-incarnage? re reincarnage Reincursion. <laughs> that's it. Reincarnage re- reincursion. Um, Agent Orange is uh the killer that's in that book. The the uh, antagonist, I guess. And, uh, so, uh, they wanted me to put together like four different sticker designs, uh, f- the, uh, things from the book. And I, I did. So I think if you did, uh, if you pre-ordered that bundle or, or whatever, you will be getting stickers, uh, whenever I guess they get them. I'm not sure how it works. I turned it in. Uh, they're pretty cool though. I'm stoked on it. I love doing, uh, stuff for, uh, I love doing stuff for people. I love doing stuff for people. I love doing commissions and drawing and, and it's a lot of fun, Um, especially when I get to do creepy, scary, bloody things. Very, very cool. So that, that was done. That kept me busy. Uh, but other than that, just, uh, just trying to stay, stay busy, pick up some gigs, see what's going on. Uh, I did have, uh, an awesome time at the Thorn and Moon market this, uh, uh, weekend here in Houston, which I will talk about later in the show. Uh, but do major, major shouts out to Thorn and Moon and Jessica, um, Uh, doing an excellent job running that market here in Houston, um, bringing it back after the pandemic and big, big major shouts out to her. She's opening up a uh, a brick and mortar store here, Thorn and Moon uh, store for all of like, you know, your magical needs Um, plenty. I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's going to just have uh, everything I could want in there. So I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that. I know that uh, I'm not sure if they've announced a grand opening yet, but when they do, I will certainly promote it. But I had a great time at the Thorn and Moon market. Like like I've said before, I'll say it again, it's my favorite m- local market to do here in Houston. Um, if you haven't checked it out and you live in Houston, uh, look for it because it's, it's good. But we'll, it, we'll talk more about it later. Um, so... <clears throat> Aside from that, I've just been working, trying to, you know, have like uh you know, I've been trying to do like heavy, du- not heavy duty, but maybe harder core workouts when I've been going to the gym. Just push myself a little bit more. I don't know why. I just like feel, you know, sometimes you feel like, what do you, you get? You get soft, boy, huh? What's wrong with you? Toughen up, huh? What's wrong? Get your fucking act together. I don't know. So, sometimes I just go through that mindset. So, I'm trying to just, you know, push it a little bit more. Um, You know, nothing wrong with that. Setting some higher goals. Trying to, you know, get a little better, a little stronger, uh, a little faster, if you will. But, yeah. So, that's it. I've not been doing too much other than working on things uh, this whole this whole week. So or since I've been home and I know I, I talked to you guys recently because, uh, you know, I, again, apologize for the episode coming out late last week, but, uh, being on the road and all that, um, you know, you know, you guys listen to it. So, um, so anyway, Oh, one other thing I wanted to, uh, mention up top here. Uh, some of you may have seen on my social media this week. I, I posted it my, uh, good buddy, uh, and, and podcast partner and, and, fellow author, Christopher Triana. um, his, uh, is is putting together a, a fund to help for his dog, Bear, who is uh, amazing, um, to get treatment f- uh, for lymphoma, which uh, she was just diagnosed with uh, the last week or so. Um, so he's, you know, wanting to give her the full treatment, give her the, the most... Uh, the longest life uh, he can at the highest quality he can for her. He cares very much for this dog. Like we all, you know, love our fur babies and our dogs. Chris has had Bear for, since she was a puppy. And um, one thing some people know about Chris is he, he was a professional dog trainer. You know, I mean, I guess still is, you still are, I guess. But he used to do that professionally and Bear was one of the dogs that, he uh trained from a puppy and they did competitions of like d- diving off of docks to catch things he showed me all kinds of videos when i was up there visiting we threw the frisbee and bear can just like run and just go grab it out of the air she's amazing uh but she's she's feeling she's sick right now and we need to to help her out so uh go to uh chemoforbear.com or .org i mean um and i'm going to have the uh the link up here the link is at chrisandjohnwayne.com as well k r i s and johnwayne.com and it's on my Facebook, Chris's Facebook. It's all uh, all over. A lot of authors were posting it uh, and sharing it, which was awesome. So if you can uh, log on there and, and throw a couple bucks to to help Bear uh, get treatment, plus there are uh, special packages from um, tons of awesome horror authors that have come together and uh, put book packages together to uh, you know for, to be donated to be auctioned off there on the site. And uh, they're signed and come with cool stuff, so please check that out, chemoforbear.org, and and donate uh, what you can, uh, and I I certainly would appreciate it. So, moving on, I think we will get to our three-card tarot reading of the day. Now, as you know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before the show, where I just kind of write down my thoughts Think you know? Think about what's on my mind for the week, and uh, then just look at that kind of through the prism of the cards that I get, and uh, it's a very nice thought exercise, and uh, shows uh, me a different perspective sometimes that uh, you just can't see until you you're told to see it. So, uh, this week, of course, of course, uh, as you know, I'm on my mind is constantly, especially right now, time management and and uh, in congruence with budget management, particularly looking down the barrel of a lot of weeks on the road. Um, that's a, that's a big weight on my mind. Then, uh, of course focus and balance, uh, always, you know, um, you know, I struggle with, uh, a lot of, a lot of these things, uh, too. It's, it's not easy to keep everything balanced all the time. As I say, it's always, a, um, you know, it's always a work in progress. It's you're always spinning the plates. You know, they don't just keep going by themselves. So uh, adjustments are constantly having to be made. So that and and then just um, uh, fo- I mean, folk. Yeah, that's I guess all I got. Time management focus. Yeah. So those were. That's what's on my mind major this week. Uh, because like I said, a lot of travel coming up. A lot of business uh, things I have to take care of behind the scenes. That you know and you know I'm like, oh, hate business stuff. Uh, I'm not good at it. But oh well, I've got to be better. So, first card we get today is the 9 of cups and this is in the reversed position. So, when we get the 9 of so this card in the reverse position like this, this is suggesting that we may um we may be kind of uh off the mark with our happiness despite how it looks despite having like the things that we want um the things that we've worked for come to fruition but yet we are just uh we've basically need to take a look at have we traded off our, our spiritual like kind of growth our emotional fulfillment our relationships have we have we damaged all of those things in our pursuit of of these uh things that are like material gain or or um career gain or you know whatever the thing that we're just like going after. and so we've while it seems that we should have be very happy about it, there's something off because we've lost touch with that with relationships, we've lost touch with uh, what's truly important and that that can that can happen you know, especially it can happen quick if you're not paying attention if, or if your focus is somewhere else or, or you're so focused on one thing, um you know it's it's all of a sudden you've lost touch of what you were really doing or what the impotence of this and the importance of all this was first um and it's 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 important to stay connected to that um and not lose touch with that and then like also look because this also happens like this just suggests you know this happens when we start letting our ego kind of take over uh, get too big we're, we're we're uh i know there's constant battles with our ego you have to have a little ego here now and now and then i, I believe especially if you're an entertainer of some kind but you know you got to keep it under control but when we start to favor that that ego part that that part of our ego where we're trying to like just impress people with what we've done or, or, or all that kind of stuff that's that's a that's a, a big i don't know a big thing that i think is a contributor to losing touch when you start to get into that mindset so you know and I I try to think about that stuff I think about this stuff a lot I, I never want to be uh someone who comes off as arrogant to anybody or you know big-headed I, I I know I'm tongue-in-cheek I joke about a lot of stuff but I'm I'm very uh I, I try to be very honest with who I am and and you know my faults too but i never want to come off as arrogant or get too big in my head where i'm like fuck this i'm better than you know i never want that uh so that's something i'm always kind of thinking about so that <clears throat> hit home with me so so basically another a big part of this card is you know if this is if this is the stuff that we're starting to see or this rings true for us we need to like go back with it within to find we need to get back on our hat like trail of happiness our happy trail we need to connect reconnect with that happiness the original importance of of why we did these things or or why we started or what this is all connected to um and and it's it's if we be on if we're honest with ourselves we can look say that we're uh been looking outside of ourselves too much lately for happiness and now we need to reconnect and look within and and what our True happiness is not what not the happiness that is a is a show to so other, you know, people think you're cool or, you know, look how successful I am or look how good this is, whatever. It's not that it's not that is not the happiness that that's fulfilling us right now or will sustain us in any kind of long form way. And when I say these things, guys, when I'm saying we, us, I'm, I mean the, you know, editorial wise, but I'm, I'm talking about myself mostly here. You know, this is, I'm kind of relating this, but through my experiences, but trying to, you know, put it out there. So, uh, a, a good, another, just another, the last thing about this card that I really like is, that, so we're, we got, we have all, these things happening. If, if we're looking at this and we say, okay, I, I am, this is me. Like, uh, you know, we have to redefine our success, or or give it a hard definition of what success is for us if we haven't done that before. I've talked about this a lot, where I had to look at like what I was doing and be like, you know, what what is this good? Is I don't know. Is this good? Is this good? And success is different to everybody. It's different uh, between even you know we, even within my realm within my you know career with writers and my peers success is different for all of us uh, success looks different to each one of us and then again at, at these cons you know success is different throughout like for vendors or whatever like you know their their success looks different than than what my success would look like versus his you know and and that's what we need to make sure we define what that success is for us so that it, and you know, and and hold on to that so that we don't lose sight of that, and and uh, you know that I think that that makes you a little bit. It helps us to stay content um, when we we have that firm definition. And we're like, you know what, I am successful, and and it gives you an, a contentment that you know. I I, sh- I struggle with this because being content is like you know, I like I read this content as. I'm. Ha- I, you're noticing what you did. You're. You're uh, acknowledging maybe what you've done and are content in that. But I don't ever want to be content to the point where I'm like that. This is good enough. I think I'll just you know that. That's what trips me up. Where I'm just like ah no nope, gotta you know keep going, keep going, go harder. Next the next thing. Um. So it's a little bit of a balancing act there for me to take the time to be content in the things that I have accomplished, I guess, and then, uh but not, like, in a way where I'm, there's no more growth, I guess. So, <clears throat> anyway, next card I got, the Three of Cups, and this is, we got this in the upright position. So coming off of that last card, uh, this card kind of, th- this card folds in nicely, I think, because the Three of Cups upright, you know, it's got these... Uh, people on it they're they're celebrating obviously the cups in the air jumping around like hey we out and um it's a very it's a card of friendship celebration you know and creative collaborations but at the core of it it's like you know it this is a time to reconnect with your friends and celebrate celebrate with them reconnect with the people you love and enjoy the time that you have with them enjoy the camaraderie remember why you like their company and celebrate in that with them, which, you know, that's a very fancy way for saying, get together with your friends, have a couple beers, you know, um, you know, or, or, you know, watch a game or uh, play D and D do whatever you want to do. It's, it's just kind of like a Hey, you should probably reconnect. It's like a gentle nudge. Like it's fun. Remember, you love your friends. You love, you love these people. You love your family. Don't forget that reconnect. And that's something again, like I'll, I'll just speak for myself you know, it's on the last card, it was like, you know, we're, we're losing connections in pursuit of these things. And that is something I struggle with, because I don't, uh, you know, I, I I barely hang out with anybody anymore, it seems like, you know, there's a few people that I always hang out with, of course, like Nick P's with me all the time. Uh, the Monsignors always hang in, you know, a couple other people, but, um, you know, I know we're still like, weirdly coming out of a pandemic and things like that, people feel weird. But like, I... I, I'm not like, I'm I'm not like going out to like uh, as much as I would have norm before or maybe I I don't know, and so I'm not connecting with my friends or or people that I would normally hang out with maybe even on a weekly basis, uh, because one I'm like well, it comes from a good place of like okay I, I don't have time to waste like going out and doing this because I'm only home for a certain time and my my budget is as such. But, like, even that aside, I, I know that those are excuses, too. I don't have to spend money to spend time with my friends, uh, or, you know, just to have a, a chat or a coffee or something like that. And, and you know, this is like like the last card, like the Nine of cups. So we were just, you know, reading said, you know, I, you know, we need to reconnect with those things, get back to what, you know, what that really means to us and what our happiness and connect back to where, you know, the importance of all this really is and One of the important things is our our relationships, our connections, our friends, our family. Um, And sometimes I think we, me speaking for myself, can get into a zone where I'm working on something so intensely or intently and and focused so intensely that it's like I, you know, I'm, I'm. I'm not even I want to not even considering like you know going out or, or calling somebody when I normally would and that's something that uh I need to consider you know reconsider this is make makes me think about that so um next card the emperor but this is in the reversed position now interestingly enough coming off of the last two cards so what's the first the first thing when this the the main thing that this card in the reverse position is saying that we need to uh, take a step back and and give a, a check to our relationships with power, control, responsibility, discipline, authority, all of those things, um, you know, we may be riding those a little too intensely right now uh, in a way that is not cool, that's closed off, could be domineering or, you know, is that kind of very rigid Um you know, and this to me, I look at this as like, okay, this is coming right off of saying like, you know, you're so we can be so caught up in what we're doing and 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 being the best or or you know, advancing, 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 and you know, we've cut off all these relationships, and now you know, while we're doing this, is it is it affecting our personality even, and and, and the people that we are connected with, are we, you know? Basically turning them off or being this kind of a way towards them because nothing because all we're doing is our thing, you know, we become so, like I said, rigid in our structure of how we're approaching it and how things need to get done. And then that's, that's when, you know, when you start doing that, and then you start cutting off the relationships, and then you start losing those connections, and you start, you know, going all the way back to the Nine of Cups reversed you know uh having to figure out you know we're becoming completely disconnected from what's important to us and what's important uh, about what we're doing and why we're doing it um you know so you know there's there's a lot of other things of course to say about all three of these cards but just with what you know looking at it with uh you know what I'm thinking about what's going on with me these are uh, this, this really folds together in a in a kind of way that gives me uh, a lot to think about so <clears throat> Uh, so thank you for indulging me in that. I, I enjoyed that. I hope you did as well. Um, thinking about, I know, I know a lot of people, uh, you know, um, watch my, my card of the day readings that I I was doing on my Instagram story, uh, every day. And I did it for a couple of years, uh, all, all in a row, even when I was on the road, I would try to do it. Um, and some people have asked me why I haven't been doing it lately. Uh, just to mix things up a little bit, you know, I, I'm, I wanted, uh, my story stuff to be a little bit different and not uh that all the time plus there was some it was kind of a dividing thing i noticed like some people are like not into the cards at all so when that would come up they would you know they don't want to watch it i i don't know so i'm trying to keep it a little bit more fun for everyone but i believe i'm going to start doing card of the day again but only on my youtube channel every day so it, it'll be up there for, for people to to go to. So go to the John Wayne is Dead YouTube channel and subscribe. And uh, those card of the day readings will start coming back up very, very soon. So thank you for that. Um, all right. So as I said earlier, uh, my Patreon, on my Patreon, patreon.com slash John Wayne is Dead, I do another podcast called the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast, uh, in which you know I talk to all these different people that do all kinds of different things. And uh, if you've been listening uh, along lately, or, or uh, even if you're new, I've been taking um, an excerpt from the conversation that I have with the the guests that um, on this week's episode that's going to come out on Wednesday and put it here in in this episode, uh, just a chunk for you to listen to and get to know my guests a little bit that I have, and, uh, and if you'd like to listen to the rest of the episode, the full episode and all the back episodes, you can just jump over to patreon.com slash dead, join a tier and uh, and hear the whole thing and hear all the other ones. So this week, uh, this was very cool. This is another um, uh, one I did at Scares That Care in my uh, hotel room, um, myself and Nick P. And this was interesting. Uh, This one's cool because uh, these are not only uh, two authors, but they're also publishers. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, have a lot of cool stuff going on. Very, uh, just always going and blowing and going and working hard. So, uh, this was very cool to, to catch up with them. Uh, so let's take a little listen to my, my chat today that I had with Christoph Paul and Lisa Cantor of Clash Books. Hey, this is life people. Working. Yeah. They're working. We're, we're actually, yeah. One hundred percent of the time, running this we, we press. do Clash Books. Clash, do. is it books Clash Media Books? No, oh, just Clash books. books. Clash Books was
1: that originally, but yeah, uh, Clash yeah, Books. Yeah, Clash Books. I mean, this is the nice because new- it's been like a vacation sort of yeah. from work. Sort but of, but no, you're bringing me a lot of memories Some back work. with new Bizarro authors. Like it was, it was a weird thing for me to be part of it because I was like, I had a fucking blowout successful book under a total different pen under a totally different name. I wrote, I kind of. I'll say it. Like, I actually, before Chuck Tingle, we, we know Chuck Tingle here, right? Yeah. Do you he know Chuck it. Tingle? He doesn't know. No, I have no idea. Chuck Tingle writes basically bizarro political erotica. Well. So he'll take, like, like a woke, topic woke erotica. Woke erotica. Yeah, you could call it woke bizarro erotica. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, woke erotica. It, woke, woke erotica. But it's actually good. I will say it's good. <clears throat>
0: I haven't but, read it, so I do So I, don't
1: I know. this is before that. Like, I'd, I'd self published some books. One, like, I did a. I did a poetry book. I did a humor book that actually a humor book, the first book won an award. I was like, all right, this is, I'm, I'm good at this to some degree at least then. Um, and then like, I, uh, I decided, you know, after I hit, I hit like a bad time in my life where I had bad writer's block. I just was like, you know, my own self-publishing and press I want to do just kind of crumbled. You know, we were together and I just didn't know. And I decided to find, uh, We were together. So of course he was miserable. Yeah, I, I it was tough at first to be in a relationship, you know. But it, I, he misses his uh, Amsterdam hookers. Not Amsterdam. Who's hookers. always I miss talking miss their about Amsterdam home- hookers? See, she 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 I miss come Amsterdam. He just likes to nag me. This but anyway, like come on, yeah. So it's
0: like of course we. All but like yeah, this I was like, like, like <laughs> I
1: kind of felt disconnected from Bizarro, disconnected from literary, and then I was just like, you know, I need to have fun writing again. And my friend Ray, you probably know her, Ray Roski.
0: On Facebook. Yeah, on Facebook. Is know, that her I've first name? i person. I've not met the person. Rachel. Ros- Rachel's Rachel's Roski. Name.
1: Yeah. Is that, is that, oh. I thought it was one of these John Wayne kind of
0: things. Oh, no, no. That's no. my real fucking name. No, it's his real name. <laughs> uh, I know them
1: from yeah. online. So, so she put this picture up uh, of Kirk Cameron. Do we remember? Do you guys know Yo, Kirk Cameron? Oh, of course we know. Kirk know. Cameron. Do we
0: know Kirk Cameron? <laughs> and then we
1: stand up, drop <laughs> our pants, put our
0: ass cheeks together. and Yeah
1: like a mad so yeah, she holding, put a folding? picture up of Kirk Cameron holding a picture <laughs> of a crocoduck. and this crazy idea came to me yeah. it like would be crocodile? fucking hilarious if Kirk Cameron fucked a crocoduck. <laughs> and i wrote a book about oh my god. it god and he did it at like a, a pray the way camp cuz he's all pray crazy the away. pray the way way camp and and it was religious and i wrote i just got possessed by this idea by this idea, and I wrote this story about Kirk Cameron's "Pray the Gay Away" camp, and like the
0: kid that is trying, his parents. He sent does him a chaos
1: magic spell where he jerks off on Kirk Cameron's picture, and he summons a his demonic.
0: Parents, his parents sent him there. I don't even remember it, but
1: really the whole gay. story, yeah. But well, it read the book, It doesn't matter. Read it's the fucking book. It doesn't, the fucking plot doesn't like, matter. There's a it's Jesus. still available. Oh, yeah. Mandy DeSandra. that. There's get to a that
0: Jesus. He fucks yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah. In Jesus
1: turns into cheese and he fucks the stigmata hole. six cheese six holes. Cheese holes. Six cheeses. Six, cheese. six, six, no yeah. six cheeses. Seven cheeses. Seven of cheeses of Jesus. Wow. <laughs> and then like the Crocoduck joins in and the the ghost of Boner oh, yeah. bone That's kind of fucked up. I feel a little bad about I didn't know. God, damn, I didn't know the actor had died, but I, I, I couldn't go back. So like then the ghost of Boner And it really ended up it's being no, hey,
0: never too soon. So I, I found
1: this like goofy Crocoduck thing. I put it out and I actually did a book earlier under a pin name, Mandy Desandre. I'm like, I'll just use the same pin name. I put this thing out, not expecting much. Self-published. self-published it. We didn't, I didn't even edit it. It's just like, fuck Full of titles. I put it out. Uh, and people did not care. They found it <laughs> fucking hilarious. All the news sites at the time, Gawker, two weeks. In A- two weeks, w- it was everywhere. A-
0: A- 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 what is it? The A it just it took off it got viral it, it got, got viral, viral.
1: It yeah and it and just i remember about, i
0: remember this you, yeah and, yeah. and, and it, you and it and made go. a
1: lot of money and i was like holy shit i made money writing what and i'm not my career's not dead and <laughs> and then i wrote another one and oh, i gosh. just did it and he just kept going and then feeling. garrett cook reached out to me he's like hey you want to write a new bizarre author i'm like well this would be like my, my like seventh <laughs> <laughs> book <laughs> <laughs> but okay i guess so Fuck it, you know. I, why not? Slasher camp for nerds. And dogs. I wrote this cool. I mean, Garrett was a great content editor. He gave me some like he pushed me in a cool direction.
0: Cool. Next, Christoph and Lisa uh, of Clash Books. We had a uh, had a really great conversation, and we it was good to catch up with those guys. I met them uh, each at Con. Um, You know, like Christoph and I were at the our first ones together. He was like part of the i guess the class i say like that we all came that for that one year um and then i believe lisa came the next year and now they're together and they're they're uh married and they have a baby on the way they just announced congratulations but it was very cool to catch up with them and talk uh you know hear things you know from the publisher side and the uh the writer side so um if you know it, the a lot of uh, aspiring writers out there listening or aspiring to get your work published, this would be a good one to check out. They give a lot of uh, information and, and we do have a very cool conversation about, uh, you know, our thoughts on, you know, us coming from the bizarro scene, what we think of, uh, you know, how it's kind of gone and what's going on with it now. And it's uh, it was a very good conversation about, about a lot of cool things. So uh, I encourage you to check that out. Go to, Um, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and listen and also check out clash books. Uh, thank you. So moving right along, going to do a couple things with this episode. I'm going to tell, uh, for the story portion here, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to talk about the thorn and moon market that I was just at, give that recap. But then after that, I'm going to come back on and I I actually (laughs) forgot, I forgot, uh, marijuana has deleted this memory that, When I was at Scares That Care, I recorded my uh, reading that I did, my story. I did another storytelling. And so um, I'm going to put that uh, after my recap. So you can check that out as well. So a little double double your trouble or uh, whatever, you know. So uh, without further ado, like I said, back uh, here in H Town for a little while and got to jump on the Thorn and Moon Market. Uh, Let's listen to that. Now, So, uh, this past uh, Friday night, I had the absolute pleasure of participating in the Thorn and Moon Magical Market here in Houston, H-Town, Dirty Third, Third Coast. Shouts out. Um, This, um, I believe, uh, I I may be wrong, Maybe maybe it's been the second or third one back since since the the pandemic type of situation and um i love this market uh local pop-up market here in houston um i guess you call it a pop-up market it's it's typically the first friday of every month and it's it was uh previously at at a a place called avant-garden um but now it is at uh another place called the raven tower a bar it's it's awesome and i i I think they moved it there for, you know, to allow for more space and vendors and, and such. Um, so uh, it's, and it and it worked out. Very, I, I think it was a great move, honestly. I, I don't know if that was the reason, but but setting up there, I was like, oh yeah, we got a lot more space to work with here and people can walk around. I, I dug it, uh, set up more like a kind of an, a, a con feel, but it was all outside. Which avant garden was outside as well, uh, so you know we had to have a pop up um, because avant garden while it was outside the the there was like a covering like over the where the tables and stuff were and the bar outside, so it was like open air but a cover. This is no covering; it's just fucking outside. So yeah, I'd have a pop up and all that shit, which I have because I am a professional, and um, yeah, so I I went out there the. Uh, friday night to set everything to, to get set up and and have what i uh hoped would be and did and was a wonderfully kick-ass evening it's always fun to come back from uh you know like i've been been doing all these cons out of town and to like i love to just to, to have a local a local market um when i come back it's just kind of like a I don't know like um not a home field thing. I mean, I always feel there's a little bit of like that local boy does good type of situation that I I feel that I think. Um, But I don't know. It's just like, uh, not that it's easier. It's just, uh, it's not easier. It's like, um, you know, when you're uh, like, if like get baseball, if you're swinging the bat before you go up and you have the, the, the weights on it, that you call them a donut and you swing the bat with that on there because it's heavier. And it, you know, and then when you take it off, you know, you swing, uh, you're, you're stronger. I don't know what I'm trying to say is like, it feels like you, you're, you were able to apply, like you've been out there training and now you can, you know, apply your training easier. You're more comfortable at home or something. I don't know it. Uh, I just love it. And like I've, I've just, I've described thorn and moon market before as a goth farmer's market. And, uh, I think that that holds true today. They, the vendors are, you know, of, um, pretty much, you know, everything has like an occult bent to it, uh, bent to it. Like, um, there, there's all kinds of like, there's, you know, stuff to get witchy supplies and whatnot. There's candles, there's, uh, uh, all kinds of like, you know, art that people have done craft type of things. Um, uh, and, and jewelry, all that kind of stuff, but it's all like for you to, uh, to use while you're, you know, dressed all in black, um, with a single candle lit listening to the first four Sabbath albums, uh, which I love. I love it. It's, it's like, um, so it's so, so fucking comfortable for such a comfortable environment. Uh, for me, I enjoy it quite a bit. So I'm stoked to do this and, uh, you know, I will first I want to first say this was an awesome market, super successful for me. I stayed busy that entire five hours from six to eleven. And uh, you know, some folks that stopped by to say what's up to me uh can attest to that because I didn't have a whole lot of time for for shooting the shit or anything. Uh it was it was quite busy. And again, if I met you there at this past market and you bought some books, I appreciate it so much. Uh thank you for that. And I hope you enjoy. But yeah, it was busy, man, which I like. I prefer. The time was going by quick and uh you know i i met a ton of people i met a lot of new people and like introduced like them to what i do and and you know hopefully picked up some new readers that way and like i I slung a bunch of books i had my shit looking cool because it was outside at night and i had all my lights hanging and these new skull lights that i got that are all like weird and glow weird and I brought like one of the stage lights that we kind of have here for shooting stuff here in the studio. And, uh, it had a, I threw a blue gel on it and just like my tent was all dark blue and light. it was very cool. I was very happy with it. Now I'm like, man, I want to do more things at night so I can fuck with lighting, uh, some more. But it was fucking badass. I met a bunch of people, like I said. Shouts out to Zach Roy's boys, uh, you know, shouts out to the Monsignor, shouts out to Brad uh, Rice, shouts out to, uh, you know, OG mechanics shouts out, you know? So, uh, it was, it was awesome. Um, and everything went very well, you know, and even was selling shit up to the, to the bell, like 11, it was like a 10 after 11 and I was still making some sales before I put everything away. So I could not have been happier. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's a, a huge boost to like your spirits, you know, to come home to something, uh, to a market and then it'd be like very successful. um, but also it's 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 a good it's like a helps you breathe a little easier because the overhead for something like this is super low you know i'm not i don't have to stay in a hotel or motel you know i don't have to buy any food i don't have all i have to pay for is the table and that's it you know and this place is 10 minutes away from wayne manor so it was perfect so that always helps as well and that for all of that and for it to be great boom couldn't ask for more now Here's the, only, here's the thing, the interesting part of this story that I, I want to tell because uh, I was just like kind of a, I, I, well, I don't know. Let me tell you the story. Uh, maybe I'm the asshole. Well, I guess I know I am. But anyway, so like I said, this is outside. I get there. You you had to bring, uh you know, a pop-up tent thing that goes over to cover and your your own table everything. These ones you have to bring everything yourself, right? There's nothing there but just a space. So where uh I was was in this kind of area where this gravel area, I guess that was sectioned off for parking uh if we if we hadn't been doing the the market and it had uh like four and a half spaces marked off. But between like a, a a building and like a fence right? One of the buildings for the bar and the fence. And my space is like second one over from the fence. So there was one person to that, you know, to the side of me that was next to the fence and then like two other vendors to the other side of me. Now, you know, I, I got, you know, I asked like, how's the space work? And, uh, you know, Jessica was like, she showed me like, yeah, I typically like, you know, say between these lines are the, you know kind of market but they're not it's not exact you know so it, it you know should be out and I was like all right yeah my my pop-up's actually like 12 feet not 10 so it'll go over a little bit but uh I mean I'll do whatever if people you know I, I shouldn't she's like it shouldn't be a problem I was like I don't think it'll be a problem either you know we've done a lot of these setups uh, outside now um and by a lot I mean I've done at least five so I kind of know how to getting better at it, I know set set my shit up outside so first thing I do is I set up my pop up and I'm, I'm just, you know, me, dude, I'm like ti, doo, да. I'm having a good time. I'm excited to be there. Um, and uh, the the woman next to me is also unloading as I've unloaded my stuff. I, I ask, you know, offer help. She's got it. She's very nice. But she's like, if you could help me put my pop up when I'm ready for that. And I was like, if you help me put up mine. So she's like, all right. So. I broke mine out real quick and, you know, so, uh, cause she was right there. I was like, tell me to do it now so it's done. And we popped it up. I got it set up. <clears throat> all good. Right. And, 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 uh, introduced myself and, and, you know, we're just, we're already, I'm like, all right, this, this, this woman's gonna be cool. Uh, it's all good. And, you know, I've said this before on the show to, to, to you guys that I, I jokingly will say to the people, um, who are my neighbors at conventions and if I don't know them, I always say, what's up, introduce myself and, uh, you know, say, all right, we're, we have a lot of fun over here. And I, and, uh, you know, you guys are, are either going to be my best friends or, you know, hate, hate the hell out of me by the end of this weekend. And we all have a good laugh at that. And, uh, you know, I, I think, I, I think I pretty high on this, the percentage of not people, not hating me. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, but who knows about that, but that's the, that's kind of like my thing, right? I'm like, yeah, you know, this is how, how, how it is, you know? Um, but I didn't even have with the other neighbors on the other side, I did not have a chance to even, you know, posit that to them. And, you know, and this is like all, this is just, okay, this is my perception. I'm not, I'm sure these are very nice people. I doubt they listen to this at all. Um, they, they're successful. They know what they're doing. They vend a lot. I I know this, but, uh, I was just kind of like what the fuck so from the first thing first thing my uh like I said I set up my pop up and I'm not even fully like I've just got got there I'm trying to set up a table and stuff and they pull up and they've got this van uh full of shit and like eight people they're like running around like a choreographed dance to pull things out and put them up and woman uh one of the woman women runs you know she's she goes over and I was like hey how you doing she's like hey and she's grabbing my tent the poles in my tent she's like hey I'm just gonna you know uh you're you know we try to keep things between the lines here so uh I'm just gonna go ahead and move this over uh all right so just try to stay behind that line and I was like oh okay I'm not and I'm like I'm I wanted to say like, well, not even really set up yet, but, and I was like, oh, okay. But that set the tone. I was like, oh, this is how this is going to be. And I do want to say, yes, it was over that line, but it was like smoky six inches over the line. It was about six inches over the line, like not, not a whole foot. So we pulled it back and then like, it was a little over on the other side with my neighbor that I met, not a problem. I helped her set up her pop-up. We put ours right next to each other. They're kind of connected so people could walk underneath both of them if they wanted to from one shop to the next. Very, very nice. Um, so I'm like, all right, that's cool. I, I see how this is. And then these people, they set up their their whole setup, right? And they've got a lot of stuff. And they, I think they had like a, they said like a three table kind of horseshoe type of situation for people to walk in and look. And so to the side of like, if I'm standing at my booth looking out, they were on my left. And they'd assembled some kind of shelving unit uh, on the table that, like, went way up. So it basically cut – it went all the way up past, like, where, or to my, you know, the point of the top of my tent and theirs. So it cut off the view entirely. Like, I couldn't see them. They couldn't really see me. My banner was hanging behind me. The way, the, But they were sitting, like, behind that table. So they could have, like, a weird side angle, like, kind of through – Past their shelves, past my banner, like a little window that they could probably see me walking back and forth. But that was it. We were like completely cut off, which I was also like, "That's weird too." Now I know I'm I'm by plenty of people at cons, uh, particularly like toy vendors. Um, I see it a lot with when I'm next to them that they build like the whole grid wall, kind of a, a cage around their their booth, and it's because they you know they have shelves and they're hanging toys and stuff like that. It's to maximize their space. Um, so I've had a whole wall walls next to me like before that, that's not something new, but never have I had it feel so closed off and so unwelcoming. Like no one was like, Hey, we're over here. It's to put this, you know, I always go around, talk to the the, the vendors. Like they're always come over and like, so what you got going on here? Nothing. And I was just like, all right. I, I, I already was like resigned to not speak to them at all. And, um, so we get started, and like I said, we get going. And I, I almost start to soften a bit, you know. I almost like, you know, because I can see them kind of through that little thing when I'm like walking back and forth, arranging my stuff, you know, all OCD in my thing. And I'm like, maybe I should just go back there and say, "Hey, what's going on, guys? I'm John Wayne. When I do this, you know. What do you guys got going over here? What?" Just, just to do that. Uh, didn't do it though. Glad I didn't. Glad I didn't. So, uh. So we've like I said, we've set the tone with this. I'm going to move your tent and then saying we keep things between the lines here, which those kind of remarks are like, oh, I I see you think not only that I have no idea what I'm doing, but also that I'm a moron. So, uh, you know, but thank you. Thank you for that. You know, keep it between the lines, kids. You know, that was already kind of condescending because I'm like, all right, I get it. Like I said, they vent. I mean, I'm sure they vend a lot. They had a the team, they're like, the whole fucking families out there setting shit up. They had a job, they know what they're doing. But like, no one likes someone that just comes in and starts like just fucking shooting their mouth off like they know every goddamn thing about everything. Just shut up. Like, if unless someone asks you for your help or your uh, in, input on like how something works, you just look, I think it just comes off like fucking arrogant when you're like oh so really self-important just to be sp- spouting as you know over there how we, oh you vend all the time and oh we got this coming up and oh, all that and to do something like that like you don't know who the fuck i am she didn't know who i was this might that might have been my first time to vend but you know it wasn't so how about you know we sit there and you we you talk to me about it so, something don't just start grabbing my shit and moving it anyway that was like the first thing. Now, later on, the evening's going on, going strong. Um, I have, like I said, I'm selling books like a madman and I sell books. Uh, I sell a, a, you know, a three pack a book deal to this fine gentleman who, as I'm signing them, leans in and says, Hey man, do you smoke bud? And I'm like, of course I do. And he's like, all right, I thought so, man. So when he goes in his pocket, he gives me the cash for the books and he's like, I got something in there for you, man. And I just take it. I'm like, thanks, dude. And I put it in my little change bag, and uh, and look down there. And it's a it's a he he slipped me a little baggie of uh, like like two grams at least of uh, like buds, like nice little mm, nice little delicious mm, weed buds. I love it. And uh, so I was like, hell yeah. So my buddy, the Monsignor, uh, you know, he had appeared there to bless the table, and uh, he's he had happened to have a, a one hitter uh, dugout thing with him, and I was like. Monsignor, let's consecrate the uh, occasion and and smoke this weed that this gentleman has given us. Now, okay, so we're out. First of all, let me say, we're at a bar that's got a huge outside area. We're outside. Um, This is, now I know not everybody smokes. Just because this is like a, a goth, witchy thing doesn't mean everyone's like, Into partying or whatever. I I know that. But that atmosphere does lend itself to a certain thing, uh, to a certain kind of, you know, uh, je ne sais quoi, if you will. uh, But... It's, it's not – it's not I, I smelled people smoking before we started smoking, you know? so like And I say that here in Houston, like, man, you can get away with stuff like that. I know I've talked to, like, my friends, like, shouts out to uh, Miss Sarah, Miss Sarah Draws, uh, up in uh, – we were talking about in Indiana how it's very strict. You could never just sit at a bar, even on a back patio, and, and try to take a quick puff. They would just come down on you. You can smoke bowls and stuff there. And we weren't smoking bowls or big pipe hits or bong rips. It's just a little – one hitter, and uh, so it's, you know, we pack it in there, pass it to me, I or I stood there, it just looks like a little cigarette, just smoke it, it's a quick smoke, boom, out, giving it back and forth, and I was like, that's good, I needed that, because I hadn't been able to step away from the table, it was a nice little break, and then I see, like, uh, for the first time, one of the neighbors from this, uh, from, the move your, from the move your tent side is coming over, around uh catching like around the front to, you know look looks over catches my eye now i look at this guy and he's he doesn't look like a he, he looks like a guy that would be coming over to smoke some weed with us you know he's got a, a beard he's got a horror shirt on a uh, frankenstein thing you know kind of you know longish disheveled hair glass you know he looks like a dude that would be like hey man what you guys got going over here so that's what i i see him walking up and that's what i'm expecting to happen and uh he comes up he's like hey what's going on man uh how's it going and i was like good dude you're you're over here next to me huh and he's like yeah yeah hey i can't help but notice uh smells a little dank around here and i was like oh yeah man we uh this guy just gave me some weed do you want to smoke and he was like no no actually uh I'm, I'm, I'm allergic we're 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 all allergic over there and I was like what yeah my wife and I and we were allergic and I was like okay oh okay I got it so I was just wondering man if you could you know maybe cool it uh because we're we're downwind so uh and I was like got it got it man we'll cool it well I mean I don't want to be a, a buzzkill or anything and you know he just keeps going on and, and I'm just like I've got this stern look on my face where I'm not I'm not smiling around, we're just looking at him straight not breaking eye to contact and just saying all right man i get it we'll cool it well i mean if you guys want to go down i just you know i don't want my wife to go into anaphylactic shock and i was like okay that's it uh, in my mind i didn't so i was like all right cool your 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 wife may go into anaphylactic shock if she catches a hint of a smoke of like i said this was like outside big open air you just smell it. If if you if the possibility of you getting a whiff of a hint of smoke of some kind is going to send you into a state where if you don't get injected with an epipen you will die, you probably shouldn't come out of your house. You should probably be a bubble person. So I'm like, all right, dude. You're in my mind like you're pouring out a little, th- little thick, and I'm just like, he says I was like, okay, I got it. We'll stop. Okay, man. Okay, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, I appreciate it. And then I, I just watched him walk back to his table. And Jeremy uh, Monsignor was like, "Oh man, shit, dude. What are you? What are you gonna do?" And I was like, "Nothing. Keep smoking." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, I don't care. They can. They, that's that's bullshit. Now they're just being shitty." So I said, "I really don't care at this point." Uh, I didn't like the way they <laughs> they they started this. And you know what? I feel for this guy because, like I said, this guy looked like he would be a guy that would smoke weed. I know can't judge by looks, but he just had that look, you would think. And I'm sure a huge part of this guy did not want to come over and say that to, to me. I know that, but he had to be, you know, whatever for, you know, he did. So I I, I have sympathy for him in that regard, but no one's going into anaphylactic shock from that she would have been dead because we I smelled weed hours before we smoked so that's all I'm saying when you start getting into that kind of shit, I I definitely don't have the the patience for you so we just end up smoking the whole rest of the night didn't say anything else uh and in fact at the end of the night when we were done came over was like hey guys uh monsignor is helping me uh put my shit away oh uh, hey man uh do you guys want any pizza we we way over ordered we got two extras and I was like no thanks I'm good Monsignor's like you know what I'll take a pizza so Monsignor like a champion took a whole pizza from that dude and uh right, well thanks and I just like packed up my shit and uh they dude for all the shit that they had again they were like a like a a family a trapeze act family that travels around they like just boom 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 everyone like had their job they were in that van and gone before like like they could have that family you know what they should do they're so well organized in that regard they should they should give up this vending thing and just do crimes, like bank heists, because they're clearly organized enough to. So it was, uh, you know, they, they were in and out like nothing. They, they, they're wasting their talent, I think, wasting their talent. They could do a lot more with that. So... Um anyway that so I, that was the most interesting part of the of the market I felt or at least the part that I was like what the fuck um you know I, I had a great time I love that market I'll go back anytime they'll have me and uh, of course support it uh if I'm in town and and not on it so it's it's awesome Thorn and Moon market is rad if you're in Houston follow their social media because I'm sure they'll be posting about the um brick and mortar uh store that is opening very very soon i'm very excited about it so check them out and um so n- n- yeah and uh so like i said before uh we're gonna listen to now my uh reading i'm doing quotes uh from scares that care 2021 this past uh week ago or so uh it, and it's like i just did I pulled out an old John Wayne to use tale and just did storytelling. Um, I I had a reading block with uh, Wiley Young, who's another horror author. He wrote Magpie Coffin, uh, the uh, first Splatter Western to come out in the series from Death's Head. And uh, so he did a reading and then I just got up and told one of my stories here. And like I said, I recorded it. And this was interesting because talk about like, you know, I always say I'm trying to keep myself, you know, you got to keep yourself humble. You got to, you know, ego check, all that Last or in 2019, when we had the reading, it was probably the best reading I've ever been on and been a part of or experienced. Every everybody was great. You know, it flowed super well. It was hilarious. It was well done, well performed. All the pieces were like perfect for the for the event, for the occasion. And the room was packed because this reading took place uh, Saturday night, I believe. this in 2019, after everything was done, like after the fucking whole thing, the room was packed and it was great. This time my reading was at, uh, what? 745 or, or 845 on Friday night. And the, the room, and the the room closed at 10, like the floor closed at 10. So I pretty much was done at 845. So we went out and went in there and, uh, I appreciate everyone who came there. There was some some friendly faces in in the crowd there, uh, but frankly, you know, uh, as Bill Hicks said, I've had more people in bed than this. So, <laughs> um, yeah, there was a a sparse gathering, but always appreciated the people who came. So I'm gonna go ahead and play this. Uh, this is my re- my my storytelling uh, performance of the the wonderful John Wayne classic tale uh caught at here at scares that care 2021 i'm gonna come out here and talk if that's cool yeah. so my name is john wayne some of you guys know me maybe most of you know me this is a packed house here but um so i write horror uh i played a punk rock band i'm from houston texas travel all around doing this but i also do storytelling um not only do i have a podcast it's a storytelling podcast called john Wayne lie to you comes out every monday In Houston, I do a lot of storytelling shows and I host a comedy show every month. And um, so I'm going to do a story uh, from, a story? Story from my life, if that's cool. So we're all friends here, I feel. Um, We've all been caught doing something maybe we did not expect to be caught doing. When I was married to my first wife, we had a house and in the backyard, there was a whole nother house. Uh, people call it a mother-in-law house. Uh, the realtor called it a casita. And this house was, um, you know, they they varied, but this one was badass amazing. This had a full bedroom. It had a full kitchen, stove, fucking sink, everything, and a whole living room. And the crown jewel, a full bathroom. Shower, toilet, sink. And this was, it, it was Uh, truly a throne because you had to step up to get into the bathroom and then the toilet itself was on another step up so you really felt I felt like I was presiding um, every single time now the real house the other house that we lived in only had one bathroom Um, it was an old house so kind of by default this bathroom in this house which we called the mansion was my bathroom this was also my personal masturbatory chamber. One of my day jobs that I had at the time, I was working at Starbucks and I used to open uh, every day. So I got up at 3.15 every morning and I would be coming home from work at 1, 1.30. And I used to, you know, not so much anymore, but back then I was experiencing, and maybe some of you can relate, a phenomenon which I like to call the drive time erection. I would just be driving home from work and have the, just the fucking hard on from just the one you dream about, like from your youth. You're like, why is this? What? I'm just driving. I'm not even thinking about anything sexy, but while well, I'm here. So on this particular day, I was experiencing the drive time erection. I came home. Now my wife worked a regular job. Uh, so she was, I had hours to myself um, with which to do whatever I wanted to myself and this particular day I, I get home from work and I decide, yeah, I'm gonna treat myself. So uh, I, I go in the house, I take off all of my clothes, I put on a pair of mesh basketball shorts, grab my laptop and I head out to the mansion. And so this is something that, you know, there's a bit of contention here. I, and I feel like I'm going to take this term back for all the toilet masturbators out there uh, I was ready to do a good, solid pump and dump, okay? Now, I know that refers to uh, breast milk or something. No, no, it's, you know, this is, we had this first. <laughs> so I was prepared for that, and I, I, I got in the, in the room, uh, shorts gone, I go up to my, my toilet, I sit on it, I open up my laptop, and uh, I have, you know, open up my windows and, and everything. Now, like I said, I live in Houston, it's hot as fuck all the time. This was one of those magic days in Houston where it was like 73, no humidity, awesome. So of course, on those days, we all lose our mind a little bit. So we open, I opened all the windows, all the windows. Now behind me on this toilet, like I'm sitting already up, 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 full window behind me. <laughs> so I opened the window because I want the air and I'm sitting there. So like, if you're looking at me, like you can clearly see me sitting on the toilet through the window if you happen to in the backyard. And so I was sitting there, I have all my windows open, I'm preparing myself. Um, and I hear like b- from behind me someone banging on my gate. And I'm like, what? So I, you know, I'm sitting on the toilet and I'm like, hey, get out, who's there? Get out! What are you doing? Banging on the gate. And I'm just like, god damn it, what are you doing this? Get out of here. I'm just trying to like. What do you like when, people, when like animals present, they just try to get bigger? I wasn't actually saying words. I was trying to sound tough. And uh, and, and again. And I'm like, God damn it! No! And I stand up and turn around. And at that moment, my lawn guy opens the gate. And I'm standing in the window, completely naked. I'm ready for action, you know what I mean. <laughs> So he sees me and he's like, I'm just, and he slams the gate. And I'm like, hey, God damn it. So now I'm like, well, what do I do? I get up. I throw the computer down and I go to leave. But like, I put all I have are these shorts that I put on. And these are not providing a lot of, <sighs> So I decided I was, I had to, before I could go out there, I didn't want to have like this fucking, hey, man, hey. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I just said jump away the situation. So I was just jumping, jump away the boner. It works, trust me. So that I finally get this situation going down. I run it through the house and pick up the check that's on the, the counter uh, that I was supposed to pay the, the the lawn people that I didn't remember. They were coming And I would go outside and I'm like... Hey, dude, what's up, man? Just, I'm sorry about that. I didn't know you guys were coming today at all. And he's like, yeah, fine, fine. I'm like, here you go. Uh, here, I give him the check. He's like, yeah. Like, all right, so uh, I guess I'll see you later. And he's like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I go. So now I'm like, what the fuck, man? What an asshole idiot I am. I go back to the mansion, and I sit in there, like, and I sit in, like, the dark by myself i have like curtains drawn and i'm just like the fuck do i do now so i finished of course i i, <laughs> I finished and you know i i tried to talk to this guy about that and, and he didn't he didn't want to talk about it anymore but he did cut our lawn for the duration of that marriage and uh I think he did after that, too. So he lasted a lot longer than I did then. So anyway, that's it. I'm inspired. Are there any questions? Other questions? No? All right. Well, we'll see you guys. Uh, I'll be outside uh, dancing for nickels um i also have a uh, I have a, a a tub that i'm gonna be passing around i'm trying to get rid of all the drugs here so just put all the drugs in that and i will get rid of them for you uh it's a program that i'm getting here uh, together i'm happy to work with you so look for the uh, the drug tub and give okay there we go hey Little extra bonus in there for you. Uh, so thank you guys all for listening to the show. Again, if you're new, uh, thank you for for checking it out. I hope you uh, stick with me here and and tune in. Uh, don't forget, guys, to check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead for access to the Awesome Dude for Life Boner bonus podcast every week and all the other goodies that I put up there for you. I very much appreciate it. Uh go to John to check out my shows, all the all the cons and stuff that I have coming up, all the dates. Uh, are on the show's page there. If I'm coming to your city, if you're going to the con, hit me up. Let's have a beer. Let's party. Uh, Also, while you're at johnwaysdead.com, go to the shop page. You can get all my books, T-shirts, stickers, records, all kinds of good stuff, and I sign all of it and send it to you with extra goodies because I love you so much. But as always, my books are available anywhere you get books, Amazon, Kindle, Barnes & Noble, all that stuff. So check it out any way you can. All the support is very much appreciated um, follow me on social media at John Wayne is dead, including bar, 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 TikTok. Yeah, that's right. I got on TikTok. All the horror authors did. I I'm making weird, abstract videos. I don't know what I'm doing with it yet. I have a couple up there. But if you're on there, I want to check them out at John Wayne is dead is me for everything. And um, uh, yeah, so uh, thanks, you guys. And I uh, uh, I will see you uh, here on the road next time.
1: Bye.